Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thomas Brown here. We're here on the Thomas Vision Podcast. I have Jillian here today, and I'm excited because Jillian and I have done a lot of content creation together. Uh, Well, podcast now, we can add that to the list. Um, promo videos, conferences, of course, weddings, um, YouTube content. I mean, just so much. So Jillian, how are you doing today? I am doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I love doing this podcast. I just love just talking. I have, I may or may not have mentioned to you that I like just, you know, kind of hearing the podcast mm-hmm. after. So. <laughs> That's a little vain, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, no, I just like hearing the conversations, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but... Why don't you introduce yourself before we get into things and kind of tell people who you are and what it is you love to do? Okay. Well, I am Jillian Smith. I am the owner uh, of One Touch Events, LLC, located here in Atlanta, Georgia. We plan dope events for our clients, both locally as well as internationally. So um, we plan social events, which... um, as you mentioned, you know, we've worked together with weddings. Um, we always plan a great milestone birthday party. Um, but we also are very much in tune with our um, our corporate event side. So uh, we plan grand opening events, um, conferences, workshops, retreats. Um, I would say you name it, we plan it. And yeah, we just... Um, my entire team, we all have a spirit of service, so we love to be of service to our clients. Um, we take every, you know, pretty much every project on as if it were our own. Uh, so a lot of passion goes into our projects, uh, a lot of effort goes into our projects, and we're very particular on the projects that we take on as well. You've been doing some events in Hawaii, right? Yes, I actually oh, just man. finished a conversation about we're going How back do you to Hawaii. Do <laughs> If you're doing events in Hawaii, yeah. what, what is that like? Like the first time you went to do an event there, you got off the plane. Like, what was that like? It was, uh, it was one of those things that it was, it was surreal. Um, Hawaii uh, actually has a uh, not only their professional side but a personal side to mm-hmm. it. So I've never been to Hawaii. Uh, a lot of our events that we plan um, in different cities or countries, um, <laughs> continents now. We may or may not have visited before, um, and Hawaii was always a place my mom always wanted to go. Um, she's not able to go, um, but it was a place that she always wanted to go, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually able to work and visit this beautiful location. So walking off of the plane, it was like, wow, I'm here, yeah. and um, and then it was get to work, yeah. you know, so you, you have that first, like, take it all in moment. Um, and then it's a, okay, well, um, now we need, to, we need to rally up and get ready to service our clients. Now, I've filmed uh, events in other states and in other countries. I know Hawaii is part of the United States, but it's almost like going to another country, it, right? No, it really yeah. is. Um, with, um, when working outside of the, you know, outside of the lower 48, there, I mean, you just have to plan for, um, there are some cultural differences, even though it's still the United States, um, you know, just in terms of just the cost, because everything still has to be um, shipped over. Um, so it's just like if you were working in a, a third world country or, you know, a, a, a Caribbean island where everything has to be shipped over. Um, so just 
I was, you know, kind of blown away by just the cost of, you know, like people say the gallon of milk, but really the gallon of milk, the gallon of gas. Um, And those are things that we had to take into uh, account when we were planning for, um, it was a retreat for about 20, uh, 22 attendees um, that were coming, a lot of them coming for the first time as well. So getting them prepared for that sticker shock, but also making sure that they felt um, supported and um, prior to even arriving with, with giving them that level of information. When you do a conference, like say you went to Texas and you had to do a conference, it has to be different than, you know, when it ends and you get to do some R&R to be able to just relax and, and just enjoy the island. What island did you go to? Um, so we were on, uh, we were in Honolulu. Okay. So um, that was... Uh, let's see, that first Hawaii retreat, because uh, we're working on our third mm-hmm. now, uh, third or fourth. <laughs> uh, but that first one actually opened um, from a from a professional side of me to say, you know what, I do actually need to build in time. Um, our team needs to build in time to take in some of the, the beauty of where we're going, because um, I pretty much flew in. We worked and flew back out. So I didn't even get a chance to enjoy the island. You know, I think I may sat on the beach maybe an hour in a three-day period. <laughs> yeah. But you, you you probably went back like the second time, right? And you got some more time? Because you've been there, what, three times now? Well, so One Touch has been there. So okay. I have a team. Mm-hmm. And um, based on what we have going on, either uh, we may have multiple events happening within oh, okay, uh, okay. A, a two or mm-hmm. three-week period. Um, so I've been able to send some of my team members to go and support our um, our clients in, in different locations. So, And I know they love that, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I know that, that's awesome. <laughs> so me personally, I've only been there once. Okay, okay. Um, but we've, um, we were just in, um, in Maui this past... Um, April and we did Honolulu uh, a second time and I had another team member to go to both of those um, because I was supporting other clients. Now that is awesome that you have been able to put together such a you know team that you can trust. I've been so for so long I've been trying to build a team. Now I have a great team for when I film weddings but just the outside of it the social media management Mm -hmm. the editing you know editing takes over our lives as uh, videographers Mm -hmm. and filmmakers. Um how long did it take you to build a successful team from when you started? So it's it's been a, I would say that it's still a, I don't want to say a challenge, but it's still something that you, you always reevaluate every year. Um, and depending on your industry, for those that are listening outside of the event industry, you know, you have your ebb and flow. So you know the times where you need to be heavier on, uh, on the team side versus others. And for us, we run a 12-month business. So we may be heavier on social um, events, you know, at six to eight months out of the year, but we plan events all year round. So uh, when it came to pulling together a team, um, a lot of trust goes into <laughs> into what you're, you know, into putting something that you that is your baby. You know, this when you're an entrepreneur, everything is a, a little bit more emotional than when you worked full time in a, either a corporate setting or some other industry, and having the I would just say the the trust in people has been a, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's a walk of faith. So you have the conversation, you feel the passion, um, you look at their resume, you may or may not reach out to references, and then you have to go on a trial basis and just have that faith that, and also the know to know how you want to build your business. And I always knew that I didn't want this to be a one woman show. Mm-hmm. 
And at some point, I would have to bring on team members to support the build out of this empire that I I have, my big vision that I have. I can't do it all alone. So it was, you know, the trial and error. So, I, you know, I started off with a couple of people that, you know, they lasted maybe two events. <laughs> Others that may have lasted a couple of years. And, you know, those that come in, you know, from an internship standpoint, I always... If I had a, another career, I, I could have been a teacher. I may still do some level of teaching at some point, education. Um, but anyone that ever came through One Touch doors, the virtual doors of One Touch events, I wanted them to feel that their place mattered, that um, when they worked with Jillian, they were going to learn, they were going to grow. Uh, one of my t- my very first full team members, uh, was able to get a full-time job in the event industry in Denver, um, because she felt equipped with the right level of training and, um, with clients and systems and on-site management. And she didn't, she never felt like she was just another person to move some boxes, move some buckets and, um, and I, you know, I, my, um, <laughs> everyone laughs at me and my, on my team, they always talk about how Jillian says, um, this is a teaching hospital. I am, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a loyal fan of Grey's Anatomy. For those that listen, they know that it's a teaching hospital. I'm going to throw you in the pool. You're not going to learn unless you put your hands on yeah. things and you have to make mistakes. I had to be comfortable with watching them make mistakes. I'm not a mother, but I feel like that's what, if you are a parent, you have to be comfortable with your kids making a mistake for them to grow because at some point you're not going to be there to hold their hand. So that's how I took the, the initial leap into, you know, bringing people into the business and you just have to, you know, be cautious, of course. Um, because you are um, sharing proprietary information, maybe, you know, ensuring that you have your legalese together. So when they're signing their agreements, they know that you, if you take this information away uh, that does not belong to you, that you acquire under one touch events, there will be ramifications. Yeah. So a lot of the pre-work before I even started that team building was set in place. And a lot of that just came from, you know, working in the corporate environment and seeing how people got burned. <laughs> I, um, a lot of my subscribers and even one of my guests recently always say, Thomas, you always tell a story, you know, uh, you know, when it starts. And so I wanted to tell a story with you that was kind of related to the team building things and why me. It's been so hard, especially with, you know, millennials. I'm trying to get um, my daughter tells me, Dad, do you hate millennials? No, I don't hate. And so. Um, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and I know a lot of it is growing as a manager and leader uh, as, as well. Um, there was a wedding you and I did together that I had an assistant. Now, when I have uh, a new assistant join, I send them an agreement. I also send them, you know, a whole bunch of list of things to do, how to dress, even with pictures right. on, you know, what's appropriate attire. Mm-hmm. And so I Ooh, had- Oh, I think I know what you're talking know, about. So Keep I had going. A, a one young lady who came. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the wedding and so she got there before me it was a, it was an out-of-state wedding and so we had the drive and so well she didn't get there before me I was I think up with the bride and then she arrived and you seen her first yeah <laughs> and then you called me and said Thomas have you seen how your assistant is dressed and I'm like oh no and I said I haven't seen her yet you know I'm up with the uh, bride I said I'll come right down and so she had on a see-through yeah. shirt and some furry, furry <laughs> boots and um, not even close to work boots. Right. 
And um, it, it was so funny because I, I, I seen you. I said, okay, Jillian, you know, I'll handle it. And I went to her, took her, we went to the car and said, okay, let, let's see what we can do. And I said, well, I sent you all the pictures. I said, you know, a nice black blouse or, and then she was like, what's a blouse? And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. And so um, it, it, what the, the funniest part about that is you helped out. Uh, one of your assistants actually had a sweater and so gave it a sweater to put on. And um, as far as the boots, there was really nothing we could do yeah, about that. The yeah, the furry <laughs> boots. Um, and so it w- the funniest part after that is she did a pretty okay job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I've learned, especially when I'm trying to train young people, sometimes good job is like the worst. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I know, you know, I actually remember she showed up late and that's why I didn't see it because she showed up late and she wasn't dressed right. But I said, hey. I looked at the kind of footage on the camera. Was there. I said, hey, I think you did a pretty, you know, good job. Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably either the next day or two days later, um, because I told her she did a good job. At the time, I used to have my prices on my website, so she must have went and looked. And so she said, yeah, um, i seen the prices that you have on your website. I think I'm going to need to get paid like three times more. Right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so <laughs> I was like, but but now, now my cousin is the one who actually recommended her mm-hmm. uh, to me. And, um, and so I was like, um, but you didn't even do your job right 100% once. I said, you just worked for me once. And I said, you showed up late and you wasn't dressed right. Oh, but I can fix that. And I said, yeah. I said, but you're asking for more money and you didn't do a 100% job at least even once. 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 Yeah. I said, come do a good job like 100% once. I said, dressing right and being on time, that's part of your job as well, not just the filming. I said, my, one of my high-end planners had to call me about the way you address, which makes me look bad, which affects my business. And now you think I'm going to pay you more? I said, why? I said, are you paying my marketing dollars? Are you going to fix equipment when it breaks? Like what value are you adding me from that one experience we had? So needless to say, I said, good luck with your future endeavors. And my cousin at the time said, Thomas, you just get rid of people too quick, right? (laughs) So he ended up using her again for a wedding. She was supposed to be there at one. Didn't show up. And at all? No. He called, she finally calls him back at five. And now this is a Saturday, Mm -hmm. 5 p.m., Mm -hmm. and says she overslept. She was supposed to be there at 1 p.m. How do you oversleep? On a Saturday at 1 p.m. So, needless to say, this is, has kind of be my, my experience. like 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my experience yeah. with mm-hmm. the wedding. And then also on the business side of the schedule thing. This has been my experience. You know, and so, it's, like, it's mostly my wife and I. I also mm-hmm. have Eric, who you know mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, who, who's who's really amazing. And so, usually, it's just the three of us. And it's re- been really hard to try to trust people outside of that uh, little niche. But that's my story for today, guys. I have to <laughs> always tell one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to, you know, kind of to, to that point of, um, you know, being able to trust. So with, and, you know, with, you know, I, I would say even with videography, I, I don't know how much time you want to put ahead of time before bringing someone mm-hmm. on, you know, like you probably looked at some, maybe some footage that they've sent to you yeah. as part of their video resume and boom, you're there. Uh, I don't know. But for us, Every person that has walked through the doors, they have to be fully trained before I even bring them on site. 
That's why so. it's only three of us now. My <laughs> wife, Eric, right. you know who you get in. That's mm-hmm. who it's been. Because this exactly. was like, just for you guys, know, it was like three or four years ago, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was 2016. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. um, so look, she remembers the year. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah so, um, so yeah, but, but yeah, life. but keep, keep going. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. but what, um, uh, where I was going with that mm-hmm. is it, part of our process. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're on, even when you're onboarding clients, I onboard team members. Yeah. So we always have a, you know, a college intern. They're eager. They're bright. Yeah. They're they're ready to just jump in. It's so beautiful. You know, everything now is social. It looks so good on social. It looks so much fun. Even things that you may see still on TV. It looks so much fun. It, I know it might be a lot of stress, but it looks so much fun. Um, before you get into all of that, we're going to learn how to write an email. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about their signature in your email the punctuation in your email. Let's practice a call with a, not with clients. Let's practice a call, calling Thomas, reaching out to find out if he's available. He's not available over the telephone. You left a voice message. What do you leave in your voice message? And then you follow up with an email. What information goes into that email? We're going to start there. And if you can't pass that part, (laughs) then, you know, just talking in front of other people is, I mean, that's, it's very telling. So, um, so putting together like just an overall high level training just to to see if you're gonna cut it. I, I, I'm a little tough. I know that's, that's awesome. I, I no, <laughs> but I love that. I I, I yeah. absolutely love that. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually now this wasn't with someone I was bringing on, but mm-hmm. I was kind of mentoring someone right, and showing right. them how to write an email and stuff. And now that I think about, it, I mean, that would be really great if I ever decide to bring it you know, people, new right. people in to do things like that. Yeah, right. And you and you start with baby steps. So it's like. Um, timelines are invaluable. You know what my timelines look like. The one touch timeline. Oh looks yeah, like. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the attention to detail. Everyone starts right with creating timelines. No one likes to create a timeline. No one likes to do a run a show for you know the corporate speak. Um, but that's where you're gonna, you really are gonna shine. And every intern starts off with timelines. It's going to take them eight hours to create their first timeline. I don't care. You need to learn the exact minute of things happening before you ever step foot on site. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to just show up and, you know, and then be able to take some pictures um, to share with your family. It's like, hey, I was at this wedding. Guess who performed and who was there and all of that. No, no, you're going to learn the back end of everything. And if you last through that, then, yeah, we, we're bringing you on site That's awesome. to assist. Well, yeah. you've taught me some stuff. <laughs> Jillian has taught me some stuff, guys, um, with this. Yeah. So um, let's talk about uh, some more, I guess, um, personal mm-hmm. uh, about how you feel about weddings and getting into them before mm-hmm. we go into some of the other things that you're working into. How long have you been doing weddings? So my first, so I started. Planning weddings. Yeah, so I started, oh, started planning weddings. I think the first wedding I planned was my best friend's wedding. (laughs) Back before I even thought of starting a business. So that was 2000, when did she get married? 2002? Something like that? Yeah, so, uh, but I've been planning events since I was in high school. You know, that's just something that's always been innate in me. Um, the, The forever organizer, the friend that, you can trust with your money, <laughs> you know, the one that's going to be on time, the one that's going to uh, leave at the end of the night to make sure um, that won't leave until the end of the night to make sure everything was taken care of. Uh, so I would say that was probably my first wedding. Uh, but really, I, I I got a 
you know, kind of a, a spark when my sister got married. And that was, um, she got married in 2010. So we started planning in 09 or something like that. So she got married in 2010. I started my business 2011. But my first one touch wedding was actually in 2012. Okay. So that first year I was just doing birthday parties, mm-hmm. baby showers, like the the quick social things that friends and friends of friends that, you know, will refer me just so I could build up my portfolio. But uh, my first paid wedding that of someone I didn't know came through a referral from networking with, um, with a local floral designer. And um, yeah, so, and then after that, it just took off. Now, I, I wanted to talk about pricing, not your mm-hmm. specific pricing, but I, I think am an open book. But no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I know a lot of, especially new people to the industry, I think they do things at lower, and I know I'm guilty of this as well. When I first mm-hmm. started doing things at too low of a price for too long. For you, when did you know that it was time to, or, or did you mm-hmm. always just have that? You know, high level. Yeah. Was there a point where you just said, okay, it's time for me to raise my prices just so mm-hmm. I can, because even with raising your prices, you're able to provide more to the client as well, because you can, you know, be able to afford more to invest in your business. Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you? Yeah. So the, um, so the ascension of the pricing yeah. started, um, I would say after my, a, my first full service wedding, um, which was in 2013, and we worked at, can I curse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we worked our ass off. I was so tired. My sister, which um, she sometimes assists me still, uh-huh. she left after after we finished bagging up 250 chairs individually because we had to bag them up before the delivery company came to get them. She left and didn't say anything to me. She was that pissed. We worked so hard yeah. for maybe $1,500. <laughs> and that's fifteen hundred dollars that I had to split yeah, against like yeah. five people because the wedding was so big and I had to have folks in different places. So I was like, maybe I made like twenty dollars. <laughs> how much um, I made for my first wedding, my sister, twenty five dollars. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so um, it's not enough to fill up a, yeah. a, a half a tank of gas. Yeah. So after that, um, that's when I, I really I knew that this is something I want to do because I was still working full time. So I wasn't, you know, I didn't just jump right out. Um, I wasn't the, I got laid off and then I started a business. I started a business while I still had a full-time job. And I think that's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, But I did enlist help that next year, 2014. I worked with a planner that started doing coaching and she, you know, she ripped through everything that I had. And when she broke down my pricing, I was making less than minimum wage, you know? So like my full service was like $2,000 full service. She said, how long are you working with clients for $2,000? How many hours? And I had to estimate because I wasn't keeping up with that. Um, you know, cause I still had my full-time job. So it was just like two grand here. Um, and it, it probably broke down to something like four or $5 an hour. And not that we think in terms of hourly, but if you think in terms of hourly, what are we really doing here? You know, and I, I know that I was giving my all as much as I could, um, but $2,000, really? So after that, that's when we, we started putting together kind of the formula of, you know, if you're offering this level of service, 
how much time do you actually in, uh, is involved here? How much time will you um, you be on site? How many people, you know, based on the guest count? So that's when I really started getting into, okay, so the business of the business mm-hmm. and understanding that, you know, and I was still, you know, you have to pay taxes. You know, I had a website, there's hosting, there's, you know, project management tools. All of that needed to be paid out of what I was charging the client. And what is what do I need to just go to the grocery store. <laughs> that's where, um, that's when uh, my pricing changed uh, for the first time. It's been, you know, a few iterations since then, but that's, that was the the tipping point was I was exhausted and my family members that were still helping me as team members stopped talking to me after a wedding because I had worked them to death. <laughs> and I am, um, I know as a videographer, when I, after mm-hmm. I took my first workshop, I mm-hmm. didn't, I wasn't calculating like how many hours it took me to edit yeah that's that's the most time Mm -hmm. so now when like a client says well you just you get paid that just for one day it's not one day yeah it's not one day of of work Uh, yeah and we hear that so often and i know it gets under our skin Mm because we know um and that's why it was important for me to understand exactly what you do as a videographer and what a photographer does or even you know a cake designer you know because people think oh you know like i have an auntie that bakes cakes it's not just about baking the cake can she get it there without it you know, imploding. <laughs> Is it going to slide off the the cake stand? These are things that have yeah. happened. Everything that I, I say on this microphone has happened. But also knowing that, yes, you may not have worked with them as long as I have in the beginning, but all of your work happens after the event. And y'all go into these basements. I don't, I don't see how photographers and videographers do it, but you don't see how we do it either. But, you know, you're going to be sequestered for, like you said, 30, 40 hours, yeah. depending on if it's a one day or a three day wedding or whatever type of event. Um, and just the equipment and, you know, you got to make sure that my voice is matching my video and all of that. And those are things that I try to explain to the clients to educate them on why things cost what they cost. It's about time. You and an attorney, client A, do, are you talking to your, um, you know, to your clients for free? free? No, you have a $350 hour rate. I mean, a billable rate. I don't know what you get, but you know, you to to bring them back to reality like oh okay it is that that makes sense okay i got it i got it i um i love that when you tell someone who's just started an industry about something like this Mm -hmm. that uh you can see the light bulb go off and they're like oh my gosh i didn't think about this way Mm -hmm. i have been like being robbed this whole time or robbing (laughs) themselves this whole time Yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, for for sure. And then, I mean, people are still scared and I I get it because you're just like, you get so many no's. You know how Facebook does, here's my mini story. So you know how Facebook does like the memories. Mm -hmm. And I used to be very vocal on Facebook. Like if I didn't have to be on social media, I wouldn't, but I have to for my business. Um, But I used to be very vocal with, you know, creating my statuses. Jillian is blah, 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 back in the day. Um, So I get these memories from when I first started or went right before I took the leap and left uh, my full-time job. And, um, but the last few memories have come to, you know, that, that have showed me that um, I used to get a whole lot of no's. Mm -hmm. 
and you have to be comfortable with it. It's it's uncomfortable, but you have to be comfortable and steadfast, like in your pricing, because that's when I first raised my pricing. No, 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 no. The eventual yes is gonna come, and we get so scared, like you know what? Maybe I do need to lower my pricing, or it's so saturated and all of that. I feel the right clients that are meant to work with you will work with you and will pay you what. I would say what you're worth, but they understand the investment. I don't want to yeah. say they pay you a worth. They understand the investment. They understand the time that it takes. And you were able to, they value you. yeah, yeah. The, and you were able to show what that value um, looks like. And then after the fact, they're just like, oh, I couldn't have done this without you. They probably would have, I would have even paid more yeah. if I mm-hmm. would have known this. Is Someone what told me that one that. time mm-hmm. when I had raised my prices the first time. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, Thomas, when I found you, I think I was like on Thumbtack or something at the time. Hey, we all and... started on Thumbtack. I'm still there for SEO. <laughs> yeah. But... And um, <laughs> he said, after I got the video, Thomas, he said, I probably would have paid you three times more. That's what he told mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is, it's funny because um, for me, I'm always looking to see what other services now that I can provide to give my clients more value, but also to take my company to the next level as well. So I I wanted to ask you, what trends are you um, seeing now since you've been doing, well, in the wedding industry for quite a while now? Are there any big differences and trends that are things that are happening now that, you know, are like really like, wow, like this is like, you know, new or good or bad or What's going on? Um, I think there's now that I'm in that year eight ish, mm-hmm. I've seen the resurgence of, you know, at one point it was video, you know, some video, but it was on a different medium. So uh, Periscope, do you remember yeah, Periscope? Yeah, I remember Periscope, yeah. Yeah, Periscope was huge and then it just died. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, was it like, died it, quick It too. died a miserable death. And, uh, but I see the resurgence of video and the importance of video, but being like quick videos Mm -hmm. and, um, making things impactful. Um, I see that as a, a great way of marketing for, if you still are, if you are marketing to millennials, they, they like authenticity. Mm -hmm. So they want to see who they're working with. They want to hear from who they're work, who they are potentially work with. And, um, and see that you're a real person. Um, and, and let me tell you, yeah. I just want to bring up a point when you brought that up. Like, and I'm going to tie it to what you're saying. I hate when people say that the industry is oversaturated. I just hate that when they say either, like, there's too many videographers. You can't make money. You can't be a videographer. How many car dealerships are there? Yeah. Yeah. And But what you're saying right now, and I say to them, well, what are you doing to stand out? From the crowd. And, you know, you and I were just talking about this before we started is like doing video and doing more video and um, and just exposing people to more of what you do behind the scenes. I think people really love to see that. They want to be a part of your story. Yeah, they want to. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, part of it is being nosy. Mm-hmm. We, I'm not going to say that that's not it. They just want, they want to that's know. That's what reality shows do. <laughs> yeah, so that's, well, right? yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, you still watch like the really bad reality shows because you just, it's just like, oh, well, well. It makes you well feel better watch. about yourself yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. But um, but really, you're, you're, a lot of your customers, they really want to know who you are. And um, and then others are, it's just about the price. Mm-hmm. It's just about the price. But and those from, aren't the clients for you. They, yeah. yeah, they aren't the clients for you i mean unless you just all into volume yeah by all means be that 
$1,000 planner that you work with someone for 14 months for $1,000. I mean, you're not my competition. Yeah. I'm my own competition. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I look at it. And with the whole oversaturation part, I used to I I used to be a victim of thinking that, you know, a few years ago until I, you know, I figured out what I felt one touch's niche needed to be, and I just focused on and put my head down and just go. Yeah. So yeah, everyone is, you know, moving this way with, you know, from a design element or this way with, I don't even know what, you know, business operations other people do. I don't care. I know what works well for us and I know what works well for the clients that hire us and continue to refer us, that reach out to us to plan their baby showers, their their kids' first birthday parties. They keep coming back because they know what level of service they're going to get. And that's what I'm going to continue to reproduce. So I wanted to, uh, before we ended things, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk all about weddings. I want to see what other things <laughs> yeah. and exciting things you're moving towards. Um, what are you doing outside of weddings nowadays? So outside of weddings, we are working, well, we started working with um, speakers, um, so mentors that are in the um you know, in the education realm of um, speaking on the stage to, you know, sell products, sell services, sell coaching. If you ever do one um, with Gary Vee, please call me to film. He is <laughs> on the list. He got his own people, but, you know. No, you can I, get there. You can I have, there. I believe you know, in you. Yeah. I have my um, my wish list. But, yes, so we work, you know, so we work with that, those levels of clients for, you know, planning their conferences and love them because we can see transformation. Again, it's not just dollars and cents for us. It's about do we feel connected to the client? Do we feel connected to their vision and um, what their, uh, you know, what their subject matter is? So we're still working in that space and expanding and um, being able to bring a lot of great ideas and then also gleaning from those that we can bring to our social clients. So whereas we may be stepping up a little bit further back away from as many weddings, because I want to be more intentional about the the uh, events that we take on so that we can give more of our time and our energy and our creativity versus high volume. You're not going to see us producing five weddings in a month. That's just not going to happen anymore. Um, but we're also moving into like nonprofit space and other uh, and other corporate industries. Um, and again, it's just to di- not only to diversify from a business standpoint, but just being able to be well-rounded and, um, just exciting to grow. Yeah, too, it's, right? yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. You know, it's like people are always going to get married. Yeah. You know, so and, and that's not going to go away. Um, but I, I really do enjoy um, the challenge of something new and um, being able to glean off of the skill set that I started when I, you know I used to work in corporate America and knowing you know being able to use the buzzwords and being able to like I still have that rush of the sale like yes they signed the contract you know um, but really you know getting more into you know galas nonprofit um, fundraising events um, experiential um, marketing events um, you know what we see, what we're seeing a trend really now in the conference space is you know people aren't just going inside of a conference room with the water on the table with the hotel notepad they want um, soft seating uh, they want you know like almost like open workspaces that you have and you know co-working spaces in some 
um, corporate offices that are opening up. Um, they want their attendees to feel because they knew they also realized they have younger attendees that are um, that are coming to these conferences to feel like they had an experience. They learned, but they also were able to network. They were able to feel comfortable. Uh, they were able to have fun. And it's not just the, you know, let's have the cheese and cracker tray with some past, you know, cheap wine. You know, like, let's have, you know, these different types of uh, experiences and stations and activations. So that's a space that I'm so excited to get yeah, in, involved awesome. in. Yeah. And um, so we're going to start doing more of that for 2020. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. Jillian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. As always, I want people to know where to find you. Where can people find you on Instagram, you yeah. know, website, whatever? Yeah, so Instagram is One Touch Events LLC. Uh, same for our website. Go to OneTouchEventsLLC.com and uh, Facebook as well, One Touch Events LLC. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.